right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie Beast, presented by CarParts.com. Look, it's a really simple way to get those parts you need. Right, you're looking for, and you always have that hesitancy of going to the the parts store, only get the wrong part. Yeah, man, you know the make, you know the year, you know the model, you got your part. Um, man, I'm fired up for today, Kev. Fired up. Oh man, it's gonna be huge. What a fun, fun topic. What a fun guy we've got on, man. I've had so much fun with these guys over the years, uh, and with Dave Smith, the owner, Factory Five, man. This is the built not bought company and man that that right there should just say it all this is about building cars but building awesome machinery and having a damn good time with it you know what it is is it's basically building personality and performance in the form of a car but let me tell you dave's one of those dudes if you can't have fun with dave like the second i hear dave's like dave smith i just start chuckling man because i'm like oh <laughs> like this is the guy you run up to and you give mad man hugs on he's like come here boy uh, he is just an absolute, you talk about an enthusiast, the people that you just love to be around in the world of, you know, automobiles and all the stuff and fun and craziness they can do and bring to the table. That's Dave, man. He's one of those guys that just laughs per mile, um, giggles per gallons. This dude is king of the hill, bro. It's great. Dude, he has the right perspective on life, cars, business right and bringing it all together to have fun i, I bet know? he's got a soft spot for hispanic women too i'm just saying we're a lot alike <laughs> me and that dave guy <laughs> um now look you've been you've been to you know the, the factory five school um you got to see firsthand how they walk people through the process you talk about pride and ownership here's a guy that's going to show you a lot of his secrets but allow you to get in there and build your own car. He's going to teach you how to do it, which is that's the next level in in you know these component type kit cars. When when you're thinking about what the end product is going to be, it's so wise to understand all the engineering and mechanisms of the car, how to work on how to put it together, and that's what you get by going to his schools, which are, are really a, a must have because of camaraderie, the communal aspects of it. 
but what you learn about your ride. Um, you know, you could appreciate that, man, having built your several of your cars. Uh, this is one of those things for a lot of guys. It's their first time doing it, and they're ecstatic. Well, what are the two biggest dreams of a car guy? Owning a righteous, cool ride, you know? And a lot of guys have in their head something like, you know, a Carroll Shelby Cobra, you right. know, a, a Daytona Coupe-like car, a, you know, a 33, you name it, you know, a supercar. They have a huge lineup. Uh, so, boom, check the box number one, cool car. But the other dream is building it yourself. Now, you know, one, you got to be able to afford it. But these are build-yourself cars that, A, you could afford, right? But B, you're not, you know, you're not trying to get some barn find that's just a complete mess. It's 30, 50, 70 years old, whatever it is, completely rotted out. You're you're having to strip, gut, you know, rust repair, all these things. No, these come out of a box, all nice and clean, ready for you to, to build, bolt together, run your wiring, put your gauges in, pick your own powertrain, customize it like you like, get your own paint scheme on it. It, it makes it almost almost too easy although there is still a lot of sweat equity in it but it's the fun yeah. part of sweat equity right it's not the oh god you know giant rust hole what am i gonna do you know everything you do from the moment you get there is the building up portion of your dream which is always the fun part you know yeah when you think about building your car um none of us you know get as happy as the day you round that corner you cross the apex and you go from tearing down and fabbing and mocking up and all that stuff to building up, you know? And that that's a big moment in any in any build. You know, there's several, uh, there's months, years for some people. There's a lot of fidelity on one side of it. Once you cross that threshold, right, and you start building the process versus tearing it down, then the process becomes magical. So he starts from the magic part, and it only gets better. Um, <laughs> it, it really is. Yeah. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the man behind Factory 5, Google it. Google knows everything. Look it up, man. You'll see what we're talking about. We're back in just a minute on the Two Guys Garage podcast with Kevin Bird and Willie Bree. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I, Willie B, is presented by CarParts.com. Tell them about that mobile experience, Kev. Man, you're making model. I think we got all that figured out. Click, click. Bam. Everything's at your door. I love the value that you get. You know, they're trying to sell you the job, not a part. So you got everything you need to get it done. Huge savings, sometimes up to 50%. You got to check them out. Carparts.com, man. I, I like the part. You just go, yes, baby. Yeah, yeah, baby. I got your parts. They're coming. Don't worry about it. They're coming. Um, all right. Well, look, the man that is is very familiar with a lot of parts, he starts out in these schools and he started out years ago. Well, you should, I should let him tell. They welcome to the podcast. We love you, man. It's always awesome having you on, catching up uh, with what you're doing and how you're you're changing the game, man. You're evolving every single time we talk to you. Tell us a little bit about it, man. Well, thanks for the intro. That was a great intro. I, I got to send you 10 bucks, man. That was great. <laughs> it's very well earned, my friend. Very well it's earned. 10 each, Dave. 10 yeah. each. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> Two guys, right? So, you know, we're the Built Not Bought company. You're right. And we build cars. And uh, the last time we spoke, we were at uh, SEMA. And that was 2019 because they didn't have it last year, right? And we're sitting there with Joey Logano. So I get off the phone with Joey's dad. He wants to build a car. Joey's got a hot rod truck with a NASCAR motor in it, factory five tearing up. He was just drifting with Vaughn Gittin, right, on a Shell commercial. We got a lot of mileage out of that car. It was a lot of fun. But now his dad wants to build one because he wants to build it. He wants to build it his, uh, himself. That's what we do. That's our guy. 
I, I just love the fact that his dad wanted to build one. That's normally re, that's role reversal. But think yeah, about it that. is. How cool is dad right there earning some stripes? Yeah. Look, Legato tears it up, but we're lucky to work with a lot of great people. And and 27 years we've been building parts for guys to build cars. And of all the 27 years, the last year and a half has been both the most challenging and and maybe a, maybe a lot of fun too, but not in the way I thought, you know. But yes, yeah, it's, it's a good company. We're pretty proud of it. To walk us through this last year and a half, because right, you know, we've talked to so many guys in the industry, and and in some ways it's been, you know, booming, right? Because we've all been sitting around, not enough to do. We got a little extra cash. We want to get on these projects, but at the same time, it's come with hurdles, especially the last, you know, six months or so with with parts, materials, even getting labor, uh, you name it. So it's this up and down. So where have you been in all this? Because uh, you know, it's been a time where companies could kind of dig in, get a lot of R&D done, get this done, get that done, but at the same time struggle. So where are you guys at? Well, we got lucky because I, I made the wrong call. I, I invested a ton of money in vertical integration, which is kind of like bringing processes in-house. So we brought tube steel cutting in-house, so the tube steel laser, that's a million dollars. Uh, tube steel bending, so all our cages, our, our race cages, our foot box tubing, our roll bars, we're bending all that in-house now. I made the decision to spend all that money and signed all those little loan things, you know, and then the world fell apart. And I'm thinking, I just put us out of business. I'm borrowing all this money at a time when we're not going to sell one part. Just the opposite happened. The world, everybody's at home and they want to work on cars. So our, our orders went crazy. And we got really lucky on that regard. And lucky that we had already bought all that equipment. We brought it online the last year and a half. So, But like a lot of parts, guys, we've been really struggling to get parts. If I sell a car in a box, that's 4,500 parts. And that's one kit. I do 10 a week. 45,000 parts have to leave my building a week. And how many are in stock? That's the problem. Whew. Yeah. So, wow. you know, like talk about of, challenges, man. Oh, tremendous, tremendous. But, you know, we're doing it. We're just blocking and tackling one day at a time, working with suppliers. We got great, great suppliers. And a lot of them put us first in line because we've been so loyal over the years. And somebody else is playing prices, you know? I got to tell you, man, that, that has something to do with relationships and, and networking because I'm telling you, man, sure. uh, just, you know, in the hurdles that I've had in the last six, seven, eight months ramping up for, for my SEMA car, I have never seen the industry so crippled by the supply line. Uh, I'm telling you, man, no it is amazing the just the fatigue on every part component and not just those parts that are already made that should be in the supply warehouse but the parts that are needed to make those the materials the raw goods materials and, and things needed to make those are, are missing mia as well so it's a compounded problem uh that i don't see a real fix anytime in the near future well we, we turned off the planet right and then we turned it back on and expected to come on like a light switch and it came on and fits in all kinds of all problems here problems there. And we got a lot of bulbs out, you know? Yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we're working through them one at a time. And um, like I said, you know, I'll brag about the company. What we do right is we build and not just cars, but relationships, friendships. You know, we build family heirlooms. We build stories, right? Well, those relationships we built have come to pay dividends now when times are tough and people are doling out parts. They're getting them to the people who are loyal and who have built those relationships and have been there for them. So we've been like great suppliers, like Ford is a great supplier of ours. You know, Coney Shocks is a great supplier. I know Jim and the guys there at Coney. Uh, Willwood Brakes, you know. I mean, you guys have been a great partner as well, and we've done a lot of stuff with you guys. And, Kevin, you got to come back out because this building is two times the size the last time you are here. Oh, man. Oh, wait. Don't tell me that you, you built out into that 
uh, parking lot where we do all the uh, go-kart races. Okay, just today, I resurfaced with two inches of asphalt, the whole two and a half acres of asphalt. Yes. I'm there, baby. I'm there. When we did the new build, <laughs> we did the new building plan, 12,000 square foot building next door and, and another and trimming robots and all this stuff. The guys started with the layout of the parking lot for go-karts. I'm not kidding. That's exactly what Willie was talking about at the beginning, man. Dave is a fun guy. He gets it. He knows his priorities. You know, I remember going to uh, to Wareham and seeing how they build the cars, you know, going to the full factory tour. And at the end of the day, uh, Dave's like, hey, man, you want to do some some karting? It's like, duh, let's get the shifter carts out, man. Let's let's blow it out. We had a good time. And, and I look at where we're setting it up let's and I'm like, it. What, what is this huge parking lot over here even for? Like everyone's parking over here, this whole parking lot. And the guys, the guys I work for are like, oh, you know, Dave needed a place to run these go-karts. And I'm like, yes, this isn't a forethought, like a second thought. This is a forethought. This guy is planning. So, man, I like the way you think, brother. Willie, you have been proud of your bro, Kevin, because he tore it up on the go-karts. Yeah, man. Dude, I, I got to go up there and give me some of that, too. It's Yeah, it's when you can go to work, turn a wrench, build these machines, and go play like you guys get to. Man, what could be better? You know, it, it, I feel like a lot of millennials get tricked by snacks. You know, any job is a good job if, if it has snacks. I'll tell you, man, working working here – Please, for a car guy, man, straight money, dude. You're making money, you're playing with it, you get to drive it, you just have fun. It's a, it's a good spot to be, man. Yeah, work hard, play hard. That That's my motto, man. That's the way I try to live it up. Exactly. All right, man, so tell us, uh, I thought you had done some kind of uh, you know investment, too, on like a power grid. What's going on with that? On a what? On a power grid? Yeah, we're all solar up on top of the building. We got... 1,800 panels. 1,800 panels. Yeah. Wow. 50,000 square foot building, and the whole top of the building is solar panels with DC inverters that, that go to AC to the grid. So all our cars, all our welding, our lighting, I mean, the computer I'm on right now, the lights behind me, all solar, all 100% regenerable, uh, you know, um, sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. So That's guys, crazy. guys come in, they see the hot rod shop, and they see all these cars and engines and gas, and I'm like, hey, guys, we are greener than most green companies. I mean, we are just doing it the right way. And- the funniest thing, remember uh, Back to the Future? Back last May, we passed 1.21 gigawatts of power generated. And, uh, <laughs> so all I need is a DeLorean replica, man, and I'm going back. No doubt. Uh, oh, that's awesome, man. Wow, what yeah. what great investments. And uh, kudos to you for you know making the yeah, gamble and, and getting the payoff, you know, because bringing all that in-house, that's, that's quality, that's control. Uh, and it probably lets you do a lot more flexibility in, in whether you're prototyping, making changes, uh, you name it, to have all that equipment, everything in-house. Well, I, I just want to point out how much he did because last time I saw Jigawatt, she was on stage six. Um, and and <laughs> to, to generate that much, bro, I just want to tell you, um, that's, uh, that's damn impressive, bro. <laughs> You're you absolutely doing it right. <laughs> no, nah, but the, the equipment was an accident. I mean, it was timed right. We just didn't know the world was going to fall apart, right? So, I mean, I was a year and a half ago, I'm ready to eat a bullet. You know, I got $3 million worth of loans and all these robotics and equipment laying around. And I'm thinking we're not going to sell anything. And uh, because of that, now we were able to put more money into uh, R and D. How fast did it happen for you, man? Like, okay. So March, at least in, in Colorado, March, that's when they sort of yeah, we were shut, shut down. down. Right. Yeah. So how fast was it? April? Was it May? Did calls? Yeah, it was a solid month. We were shut down for three weeks. It was a month where no phone calls, no emails. And then all of a sudden, 
phone starts ringing, emails start coming in, and I'm bringing back guys in small groups because we don't know what's going on with this. Sure. I got four guys working in welding, four guys in molding, four guys in packaging, keeping groups small. We shut down the break room, and the phones kept going and going and going. And guys are like, look. And just got busier, right? Yeah, but the story you hear over and over is, you know what? I was always going to build my own car. Now I'm at home. I got time. I might as well do it. Times 300 million people in the country, right? Well, yeah. I, I almost called you up and bought three. I mean, I totally get it, you know? Like, yeah. So, so it's been, it's, and we got to be really humble and, and be grateful for the business because for all the companies that are doing well with car parts like us, yeah, we're struggling with shortages. There's a lot of companies that are restaurants, family, legacy companies, service industries that are, they're struggling. So, you know, we got to be humble and, and, and keep our nose to the grindstone and ship what we can because we're lucky. True that. Hey, I know there's a lot of cars, a lot of new um, trucks I want to talk about and just highlight some of these these crazy bills that you guys are doing because you may know them for that, you know, Cobra replica. But what you will learn from Factory 5 um, and their builds is the sky's the limit. Like, really, these machines, these trucks, these supercars um these things have a personality a styling uh and power like you wouldn't believe uh if you're interested in a supercar without the supercar price you really need to look into some of the things that they're building in ways that you can do it for me i i don't know about you kev but i'm all about the that gen 3 65 coupe man that's that's my that's my kryptonite if i had to pick anything off his website i'm like oh that's buttery but the, the trucks man the trucks you know, we, we got to take a break now, but Dave, tell me, have the trucks exploded for you guys? Um, because I, I only just seeing that truck on your site, that thing is amazing. Yeah, I mean, we, we went from Cobras to the, uh, the the hot rods and the GTM and the supercar, but when we came out with the truck, I mean, shoot, you go buy an F100 truck, it used to be 10 grand, now it's 50, right? And yeah. a rising tide has lifted all boats, and the interest in trucks and hot rod trucks in particular all our guys were performance guys. And all of a sudden now you got this beach cruiser. You can put a nasty motor in it, put a big fat slicks on it. But at the end of the day, you can cruise with a bench seat, put the dog between you and the girl and go, it's a little bit more style. So yeah, our sales on the trucks have done really well. And, uh, you know, so uh, we wanted to, we wanted to get away from the, just the pure sports car, but then Logano builds 850 horsepower NASCAR cup power. Right. <laughs> so. Well, that's the great thing about, you know, a lot of your products, you know, even if you wanted something more mundane, like a truck, uh, you've got all the underpinnings, uh, underpinnings of you know performance vehicles there. Uh, you can put whatever powertrain you want in there, so you can make it kind of limp along. But you can take a really cool, classic-looking truck that you know any any kind of person walking by wouldn't think twice about. You know, without looking at the details, like oh yeah, that's a you know thirty-seven whatever, and uh, you know under the hood might be you know Joey Logano's NASCAR engine, you know <laughs> doing nasty burnout. So. You kind of get the best of both worlds. You can have all the performance you want to put into it. It's your personal vehicle, but you get all the cool styling and everything else uh, picking through the lineup. I mean, they have two handfuls of different configurations of rad vehicles. And I want to take a break, but uh, I want to get some inside scoop, Dave, on, on what's coming next. Because I know you, you guys are never standing still. No, especially now we had some time and some money. <laughs> so that's a dangerous combination. Yes, sir. All right. I oh, want to hear it. Man. I want to hear it. Take us out, Willie. Yeah. Let's get back into this. I know about the Factory 5 airplane Woo. coming up, man. We're getting crazy. No. <laughs> All right. We're back. Dave Smith, Factory 5. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He's Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We're back after the break. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. It's presented by CarParts.com and our boy Dave Smith. 
Factory 5. Y'all look it up. You cra- what are you staring at your phone right now? You listening to the podcast, staring at your phone. St- keep staring at your phone, keep listening. Go to Factory 5. Just look them up, factory5.com. You'll see exactly what we mean. It should say cool. Welcome to cool on the website. Because every ride, every application, truck, I'm a big fan of this type of 65 coupe. They got it all. What do you want? How fast you want to go? That's basically the question. <laughs> uh, and my man Dave can answer all of it. Dave, what is is the Cobra replica still your number one girl? Most people know that as, as that. Is that still your number one seller? Or, or what's the hottest thing that you guys got going on right now? And tell us about what's around the corner. Because... Like Kevin said, you guys never stand still. Well, that's it. I mean, everybody knows us from our Cobras because that was back in the early days. That was our first car. But you mentioned that you mentioned the Daytona Coupe, the Type 65 Coupe. When we re-engineered it and, and did a different space frame on it and re-engineered it, that, that car now has become a really good seller. We're doing a couple of those a week. Our hot rods have come on strong. So now the Cobras kind of moved over and it's sharing the, the limelight with the hot rods, the 33 hot rod, the hot rod truck, and the Daytona Coupe. And then there's always... Remember, in every car, it's factory five racing. And my job is to remind the company, no matter what we do, that car has got to be capable to go out on a track day and tear it up on a track, go to a strip, line it up, run a Christmas tree and run a 10 second quarter. If that's if that car we're building can't do that, anybody can go on a beach cruiser. So it's factory five racing. So all the cars can. But you're right. So far over the years, all of those cars, the Cobra's been the king. Now the Cobra's kind of sharing the throne with the hot rod, the hot rod truck, and the coupe. Man, what a lineup. What a lineup. So yeah. I know you never stop. I know you never stop, man. So what is brewing next? What's going on? You make a little bit of money, and you drink too much beer, and you think, you know what? Let's make a let's make a car our own car, right? I, I'm down with number two. <laughs> number one, I'm still working on the money part. Right. The beer, I got plenty. I'm drinking, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, and so about four years ago, we started a process of designing uh, kind of our own supercar that would knock the GTM off its perch and, and be a more modern version. Modern supercars, you got to keep changing them, right? They evolve. And uh, so we worked with Phil Frank. Phil designed the Celine S7. I called him up. I met him on LinkedIn. I said, hey, you want to build a car with us? So he worked with Jim and we designed a front engine car that looks like a mid-engine exotic. Um, right now, it's down in my shop. Phil designed it. We've showed some stuff on our website. It's still going to be a while. We're going to redesign the nose now. Uh, we're looking at getting a little better arrow out of it. You know, you're talking about a 200 plus mile an hour car. Right now, we've got an LS nine and a half liter, 800 horsepower V12 engine in it. So that car is well. You know, I was I was telling people we'll have it at SEMA. Hey, oh, hold on. You got to rewind. Pull that back just a minute and tell us once again. What the hell did you say that motor was? Yeah, it's an LS block, but it's banged out, cut in half, welded up, four extra cylinders. So it's a 12-cylinder. You do the displacement, it's just shy of nine. He said a 12-cylinder, oh, yeah. y'all. 12-cylinder. 12-cylinder LS. Nine liter, nine point what? 9.5, just shy of 9.5. But the thing is, it's a V12, so it sounds like a formula engine, but it's got the, the throaty growl of an LS motor. It's just out of control. I drove it on Facebook Live. I went in the parking lot with the thing. I'm just spinning the tires everywhere I go, and it sounds like heaven. It's just badass. Man. Hold on. This is where you, this is where you learn a lot about Dave. What in the hell would possess a man to build a 9.5 liter V12 LS base platform engine? What is, <laughs> what is going on over at Factory 5? <laughs> All right. So from a business standpoint, you want the steak and you want the sizzle, right? The, the V12 LS, American V12. 
that stops people in their tracks and they'll take a look at the car, right? I'm stopped. So I'm I'm listening. Yeah. I'm, I'm here. Yeah. So from a marketing <laughs> standpoint, you got to do that. But the real reason was like the Blues Brothers. You're going to trade the Blues Mobile for a microphone? Oh, I can see that. Jim comes up to my office and he goes, he goes, Dave, he goes, LS, V12, it's $50,000. I can't guarantee the thing won't blow up. What do you think? I'm like, let's get it. So, yeah, that's what happens when you make money. You blow it on shiny metal objects, you know? It's oh, a beautiful thing, man. So gigantic fishing lure. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the challenge with the engine is it's a cast iron block. So you're talking about probably just shy of 800 pounds. I mean, it's a heavy motor. And if I was looking at a motor to go around the track, we did all our development testing, our wind tunnel testing, all our track testing with Ford's 5.2 liter engine, 580 horse, illuminator motor, great, great engine, winds up to 8,500 RPM. That's a track motor. That'll push the car on faster, but having a nine and a half liter V12 is bragging rights, right? Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. juicy, bro. Yeah, if you're showing off, you got to show off. Come on. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, everybody's seen a 5.2, 5 liter. They're awesome. But, you know, there's only a few guys can show up with a V12 LS motor. And it just oh. sounds like nothing else. And we got to put race gas in it so it smells like it sounds, you know. It's badass. I love it. So when do you think this one's going to be out uh, for sale on the market? Well, we're going to redesign the front end. We had some some downforce that we needed more. Um, I think the front end looks too big. And, and so Phil's working with us on a, a higher, tighter uh, front end. So that's going to take three to six months because you do it in CAD and then you output it to a six axis mill where you mill it out of foam. Then you then you shape it and you make a plug out of it. So that whole process takes maybe three or four months. I think we'll be in production in 2023, first quarter. Um, I originally thought, I thought we'd be in production first quarter 2022, but because of the challenges in engineering and the time frame on that, we've got a, a kind of a project management flow chart that tells when these nodes are going to happen. So first quarter of not this coming year, but the one after that. I tell you what, man, I just Googled it. I'm on the website and it looks rad. Man, <laughs> it's a bad machine, dude. Not only that, it's wide. Wow. It's 77 inches wide. So it's tremendously wide. Now, which one is this again? Is this the 818? No, this is the G. This is, is basically it's the replacement to the GTM. GTM. Okay. Yeah. I see it right here. F9 yeah. hypercar. Yeah. Right. We call it F9 because it's our ninth design. And, um, and we were going to call it F7 because, you know, Phil designed the Celine S7 and we're Factory 5 F7. But Formula One has a problem with a trademark of F7. It looks too much like F1. So we went to F9. It was our ninth design. Made sense. But And by the way, that, that body is 100% carbon fiber. So there's no fiberglass on the car. All carbon fiber. The whole body. So what would you guesstimate? Uh, or you already have the numbers for, you know, let's say a 5 or 5.2 five, five liter kind of powertrain in it. What would you say the whole thing dressed and ready? Yeah, without that boat anchor V12, you're looking at cast iron block, you're looking at maybe 2,250, 2,300 pounds. And that's with a car that's that's a lot larger than Cobra. Yeah, it's, it's the carbon body. I mean, you get into a Corvette and they're what, 36? Um, 34, oh, 3,600? Yeah, a lot of electronics these days, you know, seat bolsters and all kinds of analog braking and computer stuff. You know this, Kevin. I mean, it's a lot of wiring in a car and a lot of features that were more elemental. But, you know, Willie, you asked about the Daytona Coupe. What a lot of people don't know is the F9 is really a Daytona Coupe chassis. We did so well with that car. We won a national uh, title with NASA, uh, with John George in that car. We did really well with the Daytona Coupe. So we took the Coupe chassis and the Coupe R chassis, which is such a stout 35,000 pounds for two degrees of deflection for torsional rigidity. It's it's about it's just shy of a NASCAR practice. The NASCAR is about 50, 60,000 pounds. So the original Cobra, 
torsional rigidity of the frame was just shy of a thousand pounds, 900 pounds to get, it was a flexible flyer yeah. frame, right? So the original was 900 pounds. The Daytona Coupe R is 35,000 pounds for two degrees of deflection. So we took that stout chassis and we put it underneath a new body. We pushed the wheelbase back. So the track is a lot wider, but the wheelbase is nine inches long. We moved the IRS back of the frame, but we didn't change the torsional rigidity of the frame. So it's a, it's got a good chassis and foundation. And then we went to fill for the body design. So that's the F9. And then I got one more product that's, it's closer to Willie's uh, airplane idea. <laughs> well, you guys, this is what's so incredible about this. To hear Dave talk, right, and to, to find out a little of, of what's behind the curtain and all the R&D and the engineering and all the things that go into thinking of, of a product from the moment you you know, you conceive it right through all this R&D research and uh, to fruition. You guys get that at a price that is comparable to like, you know, a, a third of what a, a car, you know, that would just it would slay these cars on a track and you're paying a, a third of the price. So to, to just keep in mind. All of that R&D research, all of that racing and, and heritage uh, that goes into, you know, all these, you know, cars that he builds, man, they really do come at a price and a means that make it affordable. And I think that's why you've been so successful. You keep that conscious um, sort of effort to, uh, to keep the enthusiasts in mind, uh, but you give them a hell of a car to build. Well, you remember uh, Top Gun, don't leave your wingman, right? <laughs> Our wing, <laughs> our wingman is the guy who's building stuff in his garage. He may not have a bankroll like a multimillionaire driving a Ferrari, but he's got skills. And that's the, that's the commodity that we trade in is the skills. So you got a guy who can turn a wrench, who can do body work, who can do run, run wiring and plumbing and build a suspension on a car who can assemble. We want to reward that guy's skills with our engineering and parts. And that's why I'll never build a car. Everything I build is for an at-home builder, a guy at home. That's my wingman. Never going to leave him. Well, Smart and you man. get customers that come back and come back. Uh, you know, I remember meeting Gary Chaney years ago. Uh, and that guy, how many cars did that guy in a building? He was just here a month ago. He built an Indy car with a V8 Chevy small. <laughs> yeah, he was sending me pictures, man. <laughs> Over there on the parking lot, the turning radius was like 150 feet. I couldn't turn the damn thing. It's a, it's made for, you know, big ovals. But yeah, he's a, he's a nut job and he's a great guy. And a good friend of mine, and he's probably done 20, 25 cars. I think he's at 20. Of yours? Of factory fives, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, that wow. is a repeat customer when you're building 20-some cars. That's, that's who I want on my awesome. team. Yeah. He's on my kickball team. Well, if you, look <laughs> no at, doubt. if you look at factory five, the guy that buys a factory five, believe it or not, about one out of every five cars is going to someone who already built a car. So we're pretty lucky that way. Yeah, you would think that uh, once you've built one, you're done. But it just goes to show you how much fun it is to build. Now, you know, I like to, I really enjoy the build process. Uh, but what I do is, is you know, at some points, you know, especially if I'm starting with an old car, I'll end up kicking myself a couple years down the road of, wow, I'm really enjoying the build, but boy, I certainly would enjoy the driving. I wish I was farther along. And your process really <laughs> accelerates that because you're not, right, all the engineering is done all the bomb, right? The bill of materials, the parts selection, it's all there. The recipes there, you get to navigate, you know, what suspension, what brakes, what, you know, powertrain, what, but that's all very straightforward stuff. And you can just shave years off and probably a lot of gray hair and stress of trying to refurbish something. And it'll never be as good as one of the cars that you guys have. Cause it's all modern engineering under there. 
Yeah, we're kind of cheating because we're taking advantage of computers and modern materials and just driveline parts. Are so, we are in the golden age of cars, and we're we're about to take we're about to take our our car knowledge and transition it into an area that we have very little experience in, and it's terrifying. But the return to the company is huge, and I you know every new product starts with a design spec, and I gave a design spec to Jim that just blew his mind, and he took it and ran with it, and we have a new product coming out that. I'm dying to tell you about. Come on, man. Well, come on, don't leave us waiting. Come on, give us a little hint. Right, oh. Okay, so simple. Everything Factor 5 does is a build-yourself two-seater sports car. I said to Jim, and Jim in engineering is, he's in charge of all the new design. One of the smartest guys in the room, just very modest, very humble, pro driver, you great do a engineer. Four-door. You're going to do a four-door. Now, Yeah, I'm doing a four-door, but more than that. I said 20, 25 what? years, and we got nine different models of build-yourself two-seater freaking sports cars. Can you build me something different? Uh-oh, uh-oh. And I'm, I'm driving one of, my, one of my commuter cars. I got a 2014 Ford Raptor, and uh, I said, go outside, take my Ford Raptor, and plunge a bunch of steroids into it, and I want a truck that can get airborne, that a guy can build himself. I want to build a pre-runner. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, a pre-runner, baby. You go to Baja 1000, you look at, you look at you know, the trophy trucks and some of the pre-runners, they're all $150,000, $200,000 trucks on up. So we want to take basically our own chassis, leverage our, our skills in chassis design. Um, Jim's building a truck with suspension bearings. I mean, the, the rod ends are the size of my fist, all right? And the control arms are, you know, two-inch diameter tubing. Um, this is a truck we're, we're thinking about having it at SEMA. Um, we're building the prototype right now. Jim's done with the chassis engineering. And yes, we're in, in, in engineering is doing all the rest of the CAD. Um, the body is going to be carbon fiber. What we learned on the F9, we can leverage over into the body. So, And the body is ready 91 inches wide. It's wider than an than H1 Hummer. All right. Think about that. So it's a, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a mile wide. It's as radical as anything I've ever seen. It looks like, you know, Robbie Gordon's trophy truck in Baja 1000. It really does. It's, it's a street legal side-by-side basically <laughs> with a lot more power. With a ton more power. So we're going to use the 2015 and up, uh, 2016 up uh, aluminum uh, Ford F-150. So you take an F-150, you take the cab off, comes right off. You drop it onto our frame. And you use the drive line. The F-150's got the Coyote. It's got the twin turbo six. I think most guys go for the V8. Um, and we give you the fenders. We give you the hood. We give you the suspension parts. We got Fox shocks that are four feet long, you know. And uh, we give you all the, the upper and lower control arms. We're going to keep the solid axle in the back. Right now on that truck, we got, I think Jim told me he was at 22 inches of travel. Maybe 20 front, 22 back to try to keep the four-wheel drive. Because you got that shorter drive shaft in the front. Wow. So you're using the actual cab body bed off of a F-150? Just the cab. Just, Just the cab. cab. I mean, wow. think of what the, what does the cab bring with it? All the stuff that we suck at. Stereos and heating systems and power windows that close and doors that slam nice, right? Hot rods never do that well. That's tough to engineer, right? Nope. So that truck, and it's also, yeah. Willie, there's your five pass. You should take the kids for ice cream. You just have to get some whoops and berms on the way to ice cream, you know? Hey, they love whoops and berms. They put that on their ice Man, cream. That's right. I can't wait to see this. Well, man. we were watching Ford at SEMA, and we're watching everyone go nuts over the Raptors getting airborne in the middle of the drift ring, right? And and I'm thinking, God, we got to build a truck. We All of our guys drive trucks. There's not a single truck in the parking lot that's not modified. So we haven't said boo of this. We haven't showed anybody what we're doing, but we're way, way far ahead. We're actually ahead of where we are on the F9. 
Uh, my only concern is we got to go to school on trucks. We got to go out to the desert. We got to beat the snot out of this thing because people will. And if we don't do it before them, they'll do it before us. And then I get the bad news. I don't want that. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll do my services, driving services for free. Whenever you want to go out to the desert and test, Moab is just a few hours away from me. It's, I'm not, I'll camp out. I got a tent. Very little stuff. I need very little other than a lot of gasoline and a, and a map. So <laughs> we already talked about that. Where we say, yeah, we need a guy like Willie behind the wheel. I'm there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I, I can do my best shot of breaking stuff too. I, I, I'm pretty good. All right. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's it's amazing this you know this space, right? This pre-runner off-road truck space, because uh, you know being at Ford. You know, being around the whole lightning pickup truck, you know, years ago, the, you know, the slammed lowered performance truck and that kind of, you know, died out in the, in the product cycle. Next thing you know, the guys are pitching around, you know, this pre, you know, pre-raptor kind of design and concept. And I'm like, man, I wonder what the market's going to, you know, going to hold for this. Cause you got sports truck on one side, you got off-road truck and man, that thing has just blown up. Now, of course, everybody else is trying to get into that space. And finally, here we are in the aftermarket taking that to an even higher level. Uh, so it's going to be super exciting to uh, to follow along and to see when it comes out. So make sure you keep us in the know, man. We want to know. I want to see it. Uh, I can't wait. I want to see it at SEMA. Yeah. I'm beelining over to Factory 5. You'll be right with me, man. <laughs> uh-huh, uh, let's uh-huh. go see it. Uh-huh. Well, the, you know, it, every other company in the world is that is going to SEMA. This is going to be a challenging year. Every company is, is kind of busting to get their stuff done. Jim and the boys are working in the back. And yes, for... And, and, and trying to put this truck together to have it at SEMA. I don't, I don't know how important it is to have it at SEMA. It's important to do the job right. And it's such a new product for us. It's such a new space. But, I mean, Kevin, I had a 95 Ford F-150 Lightning. had that 351 Windsor in it. That was a great truck. Oh, yeah. You put more, than, put more than 50 pounds in the back, and you couldn't tow anything. It was really, you know, it was, it was, I liked the idea, but, but a, a pre-runner style, you know, Raptor on steroids, a lot more applications. And remember, it's street legal. So you can tow a trailer with it, a drop-down hitch, tow your Factory 5 with your Factory 5. You know, that's what I want to do. Nasty. We now we're talking. All right, so where do people find more about you guys? Uh, get on the line. Get on Get on factory5.com. Yeah, factory5.com. Spell it out, F-I-V-E, factory5.com. That's our website. We're on Facebook, Instagram. We're all over. Grab them. Learn more about them. It is an absolute blast to plug in with this company. Everything that they do, all of their staff lives that lifestyle. They're as passionate as Dave is. They just don't have near the coffee supply or energy like my man Dave does. Um, But trust me, this entire staff company is all about living that dream, making a dream, and making sure that you uh, are receiving that dream when you plug into Factory 5. So, Find them online, factory5.com. And, uh, man, thanks for checking us out. Don't forget about our show here on the weekends on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Also now streaming on demand, which is a great way to find us on Motor Trend On Demand. Uh, thanks to our guest, our man Dave Smith. He's a riot. Uh, our producer, Scoop, executive producer, Bob Ecker. He is Kevin Bird, and I am Willie B. Yeah, and don't forget to check out our website, too, twoguysgarage.com. Share your thoughts with us on social. We're everywhere, too. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at twoguysgarage. Now, Two Guys Scratch Podcast, it's copyright 2021, Britain Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. Dude, Dave, we love you, man. It is always a pleasure and just awesome to catch up with you. And, uh, man, I can't wait. I will see you in just a matter of a month and a half or so at SEMA. And uh, we're definitely sharing a few uh, a few drinks and some laughs uh, come SEMA, man. Looking forward to it. We got to do something. We got to do something this show. I was talking to Arthur. I said, it's been too long. 
We got the plan out here in New England that I put so much money into. I'm so proud, and the guys are here. We've got some cool new cars. We got to do something with the show. Do it. We're all about it, man. We love having fun. We love building cool stuff. Yeah, so. brother. We love you, man. That'd be great. Okay. All right, man. We will catch you soon. And everybody else, take care. We'll see you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage podcast is produced by Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.